This is the Lifted Life Podcast. We created a show to help you live a lifted life. Hey everyone, and welcome back. It's episode 71 of the Lifted Life Podcast. And today, I don't have my full, normal, amazing voice. So, I thought, what better time to do a spotlight on my dearly beloved than today. I'll do my best to not talk as much, just ask really good questions to keep mm-hmm. things going. Of course, as soon as I proposed this topic, you got nervous and said, wait, wait, wait. You can't put me on the spotlight like this. Yes, I can. So, why in the world would we spotlight you? It <laughs> sounds awful. Of course we would, but... I know, no, but I think that the reason it's interesting is just recently, as in a few days ago, we, I had a little, I wouldn't call it an interview, but I was talking with another company that might help us out a little bit on some Amazon stuff. And we did like a video chat. And that's something that at, po- at a point in my life, that would have been a no-go. <laughs> be like, hey, we're going to jump on a call. We're going to have this camera on you and we're going to be talking and you're going to need to explain about your business. I'm like, not going to do that. But it felt really natural and it felt it was fun actually. And then I was, I was telling you about it later that, um, they had asked me just hey, just give us a quick 10 minutes about your business. And I just felt, I felt it flowing. But then as I started telling them the story of how I was on an antidepressant and how I wandered off of it, I realized I haven't really shared that with anybody. I guess I have shared it, but it, I've never realized until just then, like how much this has helped me as well. Right. Oftentimes in our marketing, we'll share my story of creating it. My idea to create it was based around my postpartum anxiety and depression and my rabbit hole of research around the gut-brain connection. So that was the founding reason. But from my point of view, that that is where Lifted came from. That's what created Lifted. And I saw that happen. And I'm a byproduct of that. Like you creating that, getting it going, and then saying, you should take this as well. And I didn't know that. I didn't really know I wanted off of my antidepressant. Like, and to be honest, I don't know if I even realized I was taking it. I just <laughs> what does that mean? Because I went to a doctor, and I was this is what I was telling the the guys I, that I was uh, working with. I as I grew in my in my career, they started inviting me to meetings. This is back at when I was an engineer or worked as an engineer. I would get invited to certain meetings, and in my mind, this is like a huge meeting. These are huge important people of this company and I would get nervous and then I would start telling that story about how I'm nervous, how, what if you say the wrong thing? What if they think you're dumb? What if they fire you? And I started telling all these crazy stories in my head and for years they became just this running story of like, well, you know, the time when you got nervous and then, oh, you always get nervous in meetings. Oh, you always get nervous when you, when you present. And I started, which then becomes, I can't present. I get too nervous. Yeah. Then what manifests from that is, well, you're just not a presenter. You're an engineer that that's weird and doesn't talk to people and all these uh, behind the scenes stories that I keep telling. And then eventually one day I'm like, it started manifesting in physical shaking, like in this buildup. I'm sure you remember of, oh crap, here comes Monday morning. I have that meeting I have to go to. I'm so nervous and the whole weekend was horrible. And I finally decided I need to tell my doctor, like there's something wrong with me. And of course, as I explained it, they're like, well, you can just take these. Um, what do they call them? I call me antidepressant. Was it? 
I don't think they said we're going to put you on an antidepressant for your nerves mm-hmm. around. But giving... it was, though. I mean, the medication they gave me was for that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But I don't remember you coming home saying. I'm, yeah, I'm clinically depressed. <laughs> well, and it, that's the odd thing. It was anxiety, right? Yeah. And so for a lot of times for anxiety, they put you on an antidepressant. Yeah. And I just want to be clear real quick that we're not saying we absolutely hate antidepressants. But for you and I both personally, we didn't love the side effects. We didn't love the manifestation of the that drug in our body. And, and it looked a little different for me than you. But both of us came to this idea of this doesn't feel quite right. So if for whatever reason uh, your doctor has put you on one and you like the way you feel, I think that's great. I mean, for sure. This is um, a description of... Your personal experience. Of my personal experience. And I can only give that. Like, I am I know there are people that would benefit from this and need to take those. And I'm not saying don't take your antidepressants. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying there was a point where I woke up. I would get out of bed. My joints hurt. They literally hurt. Um, we've talked about in the past sexually. I wasn't as interested. There, there were other in you. And there were, there were other things that... <laughs> In myself as well, I guess. <laughs> there, there are other things that came from that, and um... <laughs> lowered libido, you could say. And I think that's when I realized that this is something that I didn't want to take anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you give me that look like. I didn't answer the question properly. No, no. I'm just trying to decide which way to go from here because you and I both, the timelines are really mixed up. Yeah. Like this was after I had decided to wean off my antidepressant, I think, which my story is I took 13 months and went really, really slow, cut my, cut it into teeny tiny little bits off, weighed mm-hmm. it, made sure it wasn't too much less so I wouldn't suffer the side effects of withdrawal. But, and, I, and I tried to do cold turkey and that was not good. No. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. But then you, but this was after I had already done it? I can't even remember. Yeah, I'm like you. The timelines are, I, I know you already did it because you were telling me, I, I think one morning I woke up and I'm like, I'm just not going to take it. I'm just not going to take it. Let's see what happens. Oh my God. And then, of course, I didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew what I was doing. And then I think finally you were like, is everything okay? And I'm like, no, everyone's staring at me. Like, <laughs> I can't go to the grocery store with you. Actually, I called in sick, which I never did. And like I was doing all these weird things. And I think you had asked me, what's up? And then I told you, like, you can't do that. You can't just go cold turkey. No. Um, I mean, maybe if you've only been on it for a teeny tiny bit, but no, the longer years of, yeah. well, yeah, the longer you've been on it, the more you, you really need to be careful about that. So anyway, without me going into a rant on that, we'll keep it to your story. Mm-hmm. Um, so going cold turkey didn't work. So you went back on it or how did that go after that? Do you remember? I think you convinced me to take it again and then start weaning off it slowly. And then we introduced mood boosting with it. Probiotic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but you still did it pretty fast compared to like me. I think you did half. Yeah, yeah I think I did half. Because if you go to the doctor and say, I'd like to get off this medicine, typically they'll say, take half. Okay. After a while, I'll take half of that. And then you can be done. And that never worked for me. I had the most extreme irritability and um, brain zaps and just all sorts of awful side effects from trying to get off of the chemical that my body had gotten used to too quickly. So um, half and then half of that worked well for you. And then do you remember, though, was the timeline? 
you were weaning and you were taking the mood boosting probiotic or had you already been on it for a while? And do you think that for a while you did need the, the antidepressant and now you don't? Or do you think it's something deeper than that? Wow. That, now we're going way back in the memory banks here. Um, what's strange for me um, is I started meditating. I started doing personal growth, like really reading and researching personal growth. I started um, taking the probiotic, and I was weaning off of the antidepressant. Mm-hmm. All that happened in a very tight, and I also joined a group where everyone is really wanting to do personal growth and talk about your feelings and talk about where they come from, why you feel it. And like, Creating support for each other around yeah. that, so too. So all that happened together, so to, <clears throat> to actually pinpoint, I did it in this way, in these steps, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> right. Um, it's just so tricky because I think a lot of people would say, yeah, but that's different mm, for yeah, you. And yeah. I don't think you're here to say just taking the probiotic helped you. You are quick to say it was one piece of the puzzle. It was a very good tool that, I, or vehicle maybe even that I took physically just feeling better, like taking it and just physically f- in, in your body feeling better. Well, let's talk about yeah. that a little bit because... Mm-hmm. There's a really broad term for people with stomach issues and it's called IBS. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, my stomach hurts. I don't really, I can't really explain it. I'm either really irregular. I have diarrhea, IBS. Yeah. So you never really had such a diagnosis, but we kind of felt like that was something maybe you were dealing with too. Like it was really normal for you to be in the bathroom for a long time, multiple times. Yeah. And looking, just, looking back on that, when, when you would very softly say, I think you might have something going on. For me, it was then was like a pride thing. I'm like, no, I don't. And I'm not going to go to the doctor and I'm not going to do this. And like, I kind of had that, I wouldn't say scarred, but I I, I didn't want to be di- diagnosed with anything. Um, but, or and, and. as we say, <laughs> caught me. <laughs> After taking our probiotic, I do feel more regular and mm-hmm. I do feel lighter in, in my guts and I, I do feel a lot better mm-hmm. so i think it's pretty clear to say yes that that was true yeah but isn't it interesting that you didn't even realize it was a problem because you had normalized it oh totally normalized it i was like no this is normal mm-hmm. and you're like i don't think it's normal like well it's normal for me right i'm not like everyone else it, it's fine not knowing that that there was another solution what would you say has helped you the most with speaking in front of people and I mean, you used to have nerves about that that were so extreme. It would, like you said, ruin the week before. Yeah. What has changed and what did you do different? Um, I don't, I'm not saying that I'm this mark, uh, remarkable speaker. I'm not saying that right now I could hop up on the stage and, and, and deliver this amazing speech in front of a bunch of people. I, I don't, I haven't practiced that and I have this deep desire to do that someday. Like if I let my mind go, eventually I'll end up doing that. So somewhere inside, I do want to do that, but I haven't practiced it and I haven't put forth any energy to try to become better at it. So you're telling me that the absolute thing that used to completely and utterly stress you out to the max, make you twitch, make you sweat, make Mm -hmm. your neck turn red, Mm -hmm. make you call in sick. Mm -hmm. That's actually what you want to be doing. And and, and I, I truth. 
You mean to tell me? <laughs> I mean to tell you. Okay. I truly believe that's why it was so hard because I knew internally I want to do this, but I'm so scared and I won't ever let myself do it for some dumb reason. Like mm-hmm. people may think I'm dumb. They may think I wasted two hours of their time, whatever. Let's not talk for two hours. Yeah, the first no, time. I don't know why I chose two hours. <laughs> It's going to be a long podcast. We might we might go three hours. Well, it's just fascinating because, as you know, I've spoken before. I've been yeah. paid to speak. Mm-hmm. I was growing my coaching practice and advertising myself as a speaker. And so I've done that. And it was all right. There were some remarkable things about it. And then there were things I didn't love as much. And so it's so fascinating to me to see you build up to something like that, that of course you could do that if you wanted to, but what makes you want to do it? So... Mostly, I, I'm, when I talk about this, I'm talking about from a point of meditation. There's a there's a part of the uh, prime light meditation that's called prepaving. In excuse me, I got a yawn, or maybe even burp. I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there's a there's a part where you're thinking into the future about something that you want to do. It comes up like I don't ask for it in the sense that, like I don't say now I'm going to think about presenting. It just happens. Like I'm on a stage and I'm talking. So that's how I know deep down I want to do that. Right now, if you said, okay, we're going to get in the car and go, I'm like, I don't want to. I, I, I told you that you were on the spotlight today and you started getting bristly with me. And you're like, would you give me a minute? You just, you just presented this. So give me a minute to get used to this idea. I just started eating breakfast and you're like, oh, by the way, you're doing the podcast. Say by yourself. I'm like, Whoa. No. Okay. So that would be ideal, actually. I would. Yes. I didn't want to come on here and sound like a horse city horse. And I said, no, best case scenario. I you, you sound nice. <laughs> whatever anyway best case scenario you would rock the show by yourself but i I said baby steps yep i will intentionally speak less i don't really feel like i'm doing a very good job so far i'm trying to ask good questions you're doing great all right back on track so you fear this thing that also you very deeply want that makes my brain hurt a little bit. But yeah. do you think that there are a lot of people out there that deal with it like in that same way that the exact same thing they want is the most terrifying thing of all? No, I mean, if you're terrified of something really horrible, I don't think you want something horrible to happen to you. Right. But I, I think that's why it tormented me so much is I knew there's that desire somewhere in there to do this, mm-hmm. but I'm not willing to let myself do it. And why not? Why do you think... What's the biggest fear of it all there? It has to be like judgment, some some level of judgment or acceptance. Like, what if nobody claps and everyone's just like, that was a waste of my time? Then what? Yeah, then what? Yeah, And, and that's where you start playing, that, playing through that. But you can keep going with that, and maybe that's what I want, or maybe I just want to help people. Maybe I just want to let people know how I helped myself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the point of this whole podcast really is is that as i'm telling these guys these amazon guys about our business and stuff i'm watching them like eyes light up and like they're seeing like oh i have to assume that they're in a similar role where they have to present like i know what that's like you know mm-hmm. you get built a, like you could see it in their eyes and maybe not maybe they love presenting but there's something in their life you could tell like oh yeah i have anxiety around that right as a universal theme and then you're can... kind of explaining like well this is how we this is something natural that we did that coped with that and mm-hmm. helped with that. And you could see like, and that's when it clicked for me. Like 
this has always been your story, and it is your story is how it got started, but it's everyone's story. I mean, this mm-hmm. is for everyone. It's not just for us. Mm-hmm. Not just for me, not just for women, not just for postpartum moms. Yeah. Obviously, this was years down the road that you began to experience the same kind of benefits. It had nothing to do with bearing a child or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. It was the stressors of life mm-hmm. and a natural way to help your body feel lighter and more but i do believe it's for people that are looking for a change Mm -hmm. i don't believe that it's a magic pill that you can go grab someone on the street and say take this and maybe it will maybe it won't i don't know but i do believe our our product is definitely for people that are looking for something better what do you think about if they're not willing to look at their self-worth or they're not willing to look at the story they're telling about themselves in their life can they take just take a probiotic and can it work or do you think it truly has to be combined with a willingness no wrong answer here no i have my journal here because i wrote this down i hope i wrote this down Uh, you can pause it and find it no it's here um i was listening to abraham hicks it's been my new morning thing where every morning um I turn on Abraham for a few minutes and listen, just listen to what they're saying and try to see if it resonates with me. And then that usually kicks off my journaling is themed around that. And what they had said is, um, if you don't believe you're worthy, then you're focusing on unworthy things and you'll never be able to be worthy because all you're going to attract is unworthy things. So the first thing you have to do is believe that you're worthy. So if you're taking a probiotic, Mm -hmm but you don't believe you're worthy of feeling good. You're going to attract unworthy examples of how you believe you're not worthy. It just might not work for you. Yeah. I believe that. I believe it. Yeah. It's like when someone really wants something to work and they're ready for it to work and they're putting in the work in other ways. Mm -hmm. I absolutely think that that's, but you didn't buy in right away. In fact, one of the first blog posts we wrote, you were pretty skeptical about, we can go back and share that link. Well, what's funny is when you, we're talking about doing the podcast. I think you wanted to do it with another guy. And I was like, uh, what are you talking about? Weren't you going to do a podcast with someone else? I don't know. No. <laughs> was that? Maybe it was an idea with one of my friends. But it was maybe not with Lifted. It was just like you're going to do okay. be in a, a group podcast with someone else. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. No? Okay. Yes. And I, of course, was like, well, if, I, if, if you can do a podcast, I can do a podcast. And then I thought, well, I'll come on as a skeptic and then I'll show people like I'm really like poking holes in all, all this stuff and proving that this is the right thing and, and, and I won't be pushed over and I'm going to show. And then I realized that the, that way it, it didn't work like that because I started taking the product and there's nothing to be skeptical about. Mm-hmm. And then B, I realized I don't want to be a skeptic i don't want to draw these negative things in and like but that was your personality then yeah then for sure you were the skeptic and i was the optimist and we just kind of laughed about it and then one day you're like i don't really want that label anymore like to be a skeptic that doesn't really doesn't resonate yeah it's it's not useful so well if you want to be a a skeptic then you're going to be a a skeptic and you're going to draw those things in yeah what was the question i asked you did you answer it yes (laughs) <laughs> I got it right too. Okay. So what would you say are your top tips for people looking to feel better naturally? Wow. 
Um, I get, it depends where they are. If they feel like there's no, if they haven't been going down this path for a while and they feel like they're starting at the beginning, maybe a mentor is the best. Maybe it's to find someone that is doing what you want to do and just kind of see how they're doing it and try on what they're doing and see if, um, there's something you can adopt that they're doing that will help. Okay. That's a good tip. Maybe find a mentor. What else? What else? I love my, personally, I love my morning regimen or my daily regimen. Um, we've talked about another podcast, um, working in journaling, physical, physical movement, taking supplements, um, meditation, of course, uh, think that cover more journaling i guess at night but so to me what i'm hearing you say is really valuing self-care and also something else i heard you say is that you can't value self-care if you don't understand or believe in your self-worth right i'm paraphrasing you here but i think it's pretty good stuff no no, uh definitely i i think that it's easier said than done um you can say just believe it you're worthy. Okay. But start thinking worthy thoughts. Start thinking thoughts that sound very um, close to true for you. Or I always have a hard time saying true because I don't think anything's true. I think things are useful or not useful. I think that you can make anything true. But something that resonates or fits you. So if worthy is too much, pick something closer. Like I do a good job at getting up in in the morning and getting to work on time. I am trying my best. Yeah. I did a good job doing this. I'm looking forward to another chance to try again tomorrow. Well, I really nailed it today at this, this, and this. Like, yeah. You can work your way into it. And that may be too big of a leap to go from the last 30 years. I've been finding all these examples of how I'm not worthy to go the next day saying I'm worthy. That That's probably too far. So you might as well try something a little smaller, mm-hmm. a little bit easier. Yeah. Since the episode is kind of focused on you, I'd love for you to do a product spotlight. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> this week's episode. This week's episode is brought to you by Mood Boosting Probiotic because it is the probiotic that I take. <laughs> I also take SBO as well. But Why did you add that in? So every time we come up with a new product, we each take it because we would be pretty hard to sell a product that I've never taken before. Um, Bifidus didn't really work with me. Like I remember taking it when it came out and I think we both were like, let's just go back. Like I can't remember. For you, I'm on Bifidus. Yeah, yeah, it worked for you. But for me, it was just like. I said, I think you need to go back to old mood boosting. (laughs) I think you got to. Which did you see on Facebook, our son's idea? And I didn't even think of it at first, but our raving customer jolene said oh my goodness yes come out with oh, that mood that. boosting <laughs> hand cream i'd be shaking hands all day That's think awesome. about that if you could spread yeah. the good mood with a handshake anyway so back to so when sbo came out i started taking sbo as well and i felt like for me it was a good pairing mm-hmm. customers write us all the time can i take them two together mm-hmm. and i'll sometimes say that you prefer the way you feel on mood boosting probiotic plus the sbo if i remember correctly i felt like as you switch the, if, if you were to rotate through the probiotics, I think you would feel different um, eliminating, 
like I, that for me that's what comes out first is elimination is changes. The digestive changes yeah digest, mm-hmm. uh-huh and for me it, it was a nice mix having spo there for that and using mood boosting for the mood mm, okay that's how i <clears throat> explain it to myself anyway that's how you feel best. And I think that that level of awareness, you don't always have to be able to explain it, but you could just tell, ooh, I like the way I feel on these two. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So this week, we've talked a little bit about your story, talked a little bit about your anxiety that led to an antidepressant that led to you having some side effects. You didn't really clarify. I'm thinking when you said you woke up with sore joints, you think there's a connection between that and your antidepressant? Um, Maybe because you you no. just randomly said I have sore yeah. joints. I was just thinking back <clears throat> to the time when I was taking it. I remember waking up in the morning and feeling like crap, like just waking up groggy, kind of groggy. And I, I don't know, like this probably isn't worth getting into. But as a side effect of taking um, that medication, I think I was prescribed another medication. That's the and, model, and that one actually did affect my joints. Okay. Uh, this, I don't really want to get into all the medication. It doesn't really matter, but I was taking multiple medications and I, yeah, I personally just didn't want to take them mm-hmm. anymore. Do you feel like there was a noticeable side effect of, I, or do you just feel like it was like, I don't want to be on something. Do you think that was the feeling? Like for me, I felt like my creativity was kind of blocked and it made my feelings of ADD inability to focus much stronger. And that was me saying, I got to get off this. Yeah, And then once I got off it, then like a whole nother fog lifted of, oh, I can, I feel like myself again. I feel like I can feel sad things, but also really happy things on a much Mm -hmm. deeper level. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I started to get off of it that I felt that. So I guess I'm saying is when you have that veil over your eyes, there's got to be something bothering you enough to say, let me see how I feel off of this. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that was for you? Definitely. Uh, Feeling the brain fog and the, I don't like to use the word zombie, but feeling like a zombie. Like, yeah. Like Just a not ro- like your like real Like a self. robot. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like knowing there's something there. Yeah. But just not really caring. Yeah. Um, but you did take the probiotic with the antidepressant for a while. And a lot yeah. of our customers ask if you can yeah. do that. We always say talk to your doctor. But generally speaking, lots of our customers do that. I think that if you're wanting to get off your antidepressant and you're talking to your doctor about it and getting their support with it. Uh, a really great thing to start to do is to heal your microbiome, to enhance your gut health, to further naturally support those neurotransmitters being created in the gut so that when you do lessen the chemicals that you've been getting from the medicine, your body's fully supported. And that's something, as you're saying, that is something that I probably need to go back and really look into. I'm not saying that by taking them... I was a bad person or anyone that takes them as a bad person, if it's working for them and if it would have worked for me, fine. But there was something somewhere somehow that said, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that was. Yeah. You know, if you, that's weird, but if you buy into time piercing and you buy into all these realities going at the same time, and if you buy in that you can connect to yourself at different points, maybe the me right now or the me, in a few hours that's going to go meditate and try to figure out why um, I wanted off that is telling that person, Hey, it's way better. You're going to get way, you're going to feel way better two years from now. <laughs> Just go ahead and kick it, go through it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. But so I, I don't know who or why or. Okay. 
just want to clarify that as I'm going back through the episode, thinking about things we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that stuff's too weird for you, um, I really like weird stuff. So it works for me. <laughs> deal with it. Um, okay. So I said some top tips for feeling better. You went straight for find someone that's doing what you want to be doing and model that behavior. That's definitely not the first tip I would ever think of. So I think it's cool that you offer obviously mm-hmm. such a different perspective. Um, and then you kind of started to say the self-care, which then I tied back to you bringing up the idea of self-worth. Mm-hmm. If you have a low value of your own self-worth, do you think you'll prioritize self-care? No. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. So so yeah. You, you address your self-worth. And you heal those wounds of not enoughness, not good enough, not enough in whatever capacity. And when you heal those, you begin to take care of yourself in a new way that promotes vitality and a boost of mood and feelings of well-being, which is what we're all about. So I think that's a really great takeaway from, from what you shared. What about a little bit of the mind chatter before you do something difficult, like say if speaking in front of people is scary, some of this has to be a mindset or a be- belief adjustment. What what do you do during that time when it gets scary like that? So I can't think of an example where I've, maybe the podcast, but outside of that, I really haven't. Well, those phone calls you just said, you did oh. a video chat. So Today, we did the podcast where it's focused on you and you had that wave of nerves. Like, what did you tell yourself to chill yourself out or to do the hard thing? Or What's funny is nothing. Like, um, in the sense, it's not like the old days where um, I would start building that story. I, I just, I guess I just shifted from it and didn't even realize it, which mm-hmm. as you're saying this, it's kind of connecting to me. Like, I don't know. I just didn't think about it. But I did think about it, and there was a time that it was coming, and I'm like, we're just not doing that right now. Like, that's not realistic. That's not useful. Like, yeah, I'm probably going to get nervous, and I'm probably going to say the wrong word and call it mood-boosting something and say the wrong thing. (laughs) It'll probably happen. And then I'll just stop and say, oh, I said the wrong thing. It's this. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't change anything. It definitely doesn't change my value or my worth. Like, Nothing can take that away. Right. So I guess just leaning into that, like I've been leaning into it for so long that it just kind of. You practice it. Yeah. That's like the practice versus the games, right? Your meditation or the journal is like your practice rounds. And then when you show up for something big, that's the game. But you've been practicing it so much. It's second nature to be kind to yourself, to practice thinking more confident thoughts. Sounds to me like you've showed up for yourself in the practice rounds and it's paying off in the game. Yeah. It's just kind of all clicking right now. Like I I never saw it that way, even though we talked about it, I I didn't really see it like that, but you're exactly right. Like even the groups I'm in, we do zoom calls and there's times where I, it's my turn to speak. And that's something that I didn't like. I didn't Mm -hmm. like the round table where they go around and like, I know it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. (laughs) Did not like that. But now it's just like, whatever you just get in and say your thing and get out. It's cool. Yeah, really cool. All right, everybody. I think that's a good, nice, lengthy episode for you today. We appreciate you listening to the Lifted Life podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to click that subscribe button. If you also haven't already, 
If you search the Lifted Life podcast, even if you're already subscribed, if you search for us, it'll pull it up. You scroll down, you can leave a rating and review. That helps us a ton. The weirder stuff we talk about, the more we get one-star reviews because <laughs> people get freaked out. So we could really use your help with that. Just kidding. We've we've got mostly good stuff, but uh, every little bit helps. So thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we'll see you next week. Bye.